0: And we're here
1: live on the Willie P. Show. And today we're going to talk about Game 4, 5, and 6 of the of NBA Finals. I got my good friends Ross and Mark on the line with me. How are you guys doing today?
2: Doing, okay.
1: doing great. Hey, man, let's kick this thing off, man. We're going to talk about Game 4, man. Well, we've seen Steph Curry and Clay Thompson absolutely just mauled Cleveland in Cleveland. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it was a complete... But we were actually waiting on the Splash Brothers to get on track, and they actually got on track in this game.
2: Oh, yeah, they did. Uh, they jumped back. very heavily criticized of, of when they were going to show up, when is Clay going to show up, when Steph going to show up. And they showed up in a big way
1: in game four, and that, that led to their win. Absolutely, absolutely. What was your big take from uh, Game Four, um, Ross?
0: I think the big take was just the the team effort that they got to win. I mean, Curry and Thompson did did do did do well, but I think the underline was Harrison Barnes having himself a game. I mean, he played forty minutes. He was big for them. He shot. He got four or five from three, so he was hitting those. He was getting eight boards, which is big for them. Uh, now going forward with Bogut out and they're really going to need him, I think, offensively going forward to be that solid third option when Draymond Green's a little off or if he's focusing more on defense. I think he really needs to, to be the X factor, and he definitely was that in in game four, at least.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. The bigger back on he was 5'11 from the field for 14 points, and he had some huge rebounds in that game. But I tell you, the big surprise for me in that game was uh, – it was uh, uh, and Vargas. He came in and had a lot of energy. He didn't get. A, he only played four minutes, but his energy on the court to me was uh, an a factor in that game for me.
0: Absolutely. But yeah. I, I
1: tell you what, I, I got to – for uh, uh, Andre Iguodala. We got to talk about Andre Iguodala. He showed up in Game Four, but we're gonna push this thing up to get, which with uh, Cleveland. I mean, which Golden State uh, took care of business in Cleveland, which you know, I don't know was expected from you guys for them to go in and win game uh, four like they won game four. I mean, it, to me, it was a complete domination. What do you guys think?
2: I thought after game three, I thought that Cleveland would carry the momentum into game four. But it, it seemed like they were going to up until about the fourth quarter, but Golden State kept pulling away, chipping away at the lead. And – Ultimately, they won
0: the game. I mean, I'll, I'll kind of piggyback off of what he said. I think they just, I think Golden State just had more consistency throughout the game. I think they, uh, I think Golden State was more motivated after losing to to really go in there and put the pressure back on Cleveland to win the game five, and they did exactly that. I mean, they kept attacking all game. They had their full roster. And uh, they really did – they played well for the entire game. They really didn't have an off-quarter. And you know and
1: you know what to me? Steve Kerr is pushing all the right buttons, and it seems like uh, Ty Lu is not pushing all the right buttons. I mean, he's not getting enough contribution from his dance. He's not – I mean, he's showing his rotation. Do you guys think he needs to expand his rotation or keep it the way he got it?
2: Uh, I'd say uh, expand it. Give more people opportunities, uh, give Channing Fry a little bit more opportunity, uh, give the others, uh, thicken the bench a bit, I would say, to that answer.
0: For me, I mean, I would definitely reach into the bench a little bit more. I I think Jarrett Smith's had a very mediocre final so far. I would have, because they. They don't really need an offense with with Kevin Love in the lineup, with Kyrie Irving and LeBron James. Like, those three guys are going to carry the bulk of the load. You don't really need a scoring guy like J.R. Smith always on the floor for 43 minutes. When you can get a guy like Shumpert, with defensive specialist in there, to guard one of the Splash Brothers, to me, having LeBron James on one and Shumpert on the other would really create some problems for them. And that would, you know, force Draymond Green kind of out of his role to score more, and def- definitely Delia Dova, too. I mean, four minutes, from based on what he did last year in the finals, I, d- I think he deserves a little bit more than four minutes. I feel like it's a little disrespectful. I mean, he's a good basketball player.
1: Absolutely. I totally agree with you, Ross. And to piggyback on what you just said about um, Iman Shumpert, I mean, I've actually watched the last few games that uh, Iman Shumpert has been in and guarding Steph Curry. He has actually given Steph Curry fits. I mean, Steph can't come off the screens like he wants. I mean, he's actually bumped him off a lot of his, you know, the curls. I mean, uh, he is playing outstanding defense on Steph, and a lot of people are looking at it as, oh, Steph is off. No, you, if you're looking at the game in detail and you're watching the game Watch how Iman shot. He plays Steph really, really tough.
0: Yeah, that's why they that's why they went out and got him. They need to use him.
1: I absolutely agree, and we all agree is that Golden State actually shocked. Me. I didn't expect Golden State to win Game Four, but they ended they end up winning it. But well, we're gonna roll this thing on in the Game Five, okay? And, and it was back in Oracle, and then, and, and Golden State is up three one, and everybody in the world has looked at Golden State to close it out, but. A bomb still came down, and Draymond Green got suspended for game five. Now, me personally, mm-hmm. I didn't agree with that, him being suspended. It's just my, my biased opinion. It was a little more of a whiner to me with LeBron. I know I got Mark as a LeBron fan, but when LeBron was in the wrong when he stepped over that guy, I mean, it was a natural reaction. He probably didn't intend to hit him in the groin area, but, you know, his arms were flailing, and he got suspended. But I, me personally, I don't agree with the suspension.
2: Uh, me personally, I am a LeBron fan. I, I I'd say that both were acting childish in that moment. That uh, LeBron could have gone to the other corner. Draymond could have gone to the other other corner. I think the reason why Draymond Green got suspended was that the league had an eye on him ever since the the Stephen Adams incident, and and I, I think the league was just pressing hard and. Telling
0: Draymond, if you do one more thing, then you're suspended. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not particularly I'm pretty unbiased when it comes to LeBron and these two teams. Uh, I think he deserved this suspension. To be honest with you, I mean, uh, he was already known for getting technicals, and you, re- when you get to the finals, I feel like you have to dial that down. You really have to watch your behavior, especially with under the magnifying glass, like Mark said. And you you got you just have to act better if you want to win a championship you got to act like a champion and you can't be flailing your arms can't be stepping over people you got to have some poise when you get into that situation and I feel like he really let his team down by getting suspended too I think it directly affected their loss and I'm a little disappointed in Draymond I mean I know that's kind of who he is but it really really affected the team. Well, you know what
1: I. I, I... I totally agree with you guys. It did affect the team in a way that, you know, they, to me personally, go to State they didn't even look at their, their selves in that game because, I mean, it was really, I mean, they came out and played, but they didn't play like the Golden State of, you know, what we've seen in the regular season, the 7-3 weird team. But I expected more from the Splash Brothers, you know, to be honest with you. I thought they were just going to come out and just have one of those games that, you know, it was just written for the record books.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: To me,
2: I would say that uh, we we can all agree that Kyrie Irving's career. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. The, the 41 points in the game, along with LeBron James' 41 points, that Kyrie Irving just put his big point pants. Like, I, I thought that he was very disappointing throughout the series, but game five solidified him as one of the top point guards. Oh, I, I, totally I would agree. definitely.
1: Guy,
0: yeah, I would agree that with guy,
1: that. Man, I seen him. I, I seen him make some shots, man. You know, I, I have to go back to you. I know you guys probably don't remember this, but when Isaiah Thomas played in the finals, or he was playing when against the Lakers, and that was back in the mid early '90s. And I mean, he absolutely put on the show. Can nobody guard him? I mean, Kyrie is un looks unguardable, man. I mean, they, if they throw Iguodala or Klay Thompson or Steph, it looks like whoever is on him besides Draymond Green. Can, and Zaymar, I think, personally, Zaymar can bother the shot just a little bit, but those other guys,
0: they have no chance. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Kyrie definitely had the, the game of his, his career. I mean, if, if he took over that fourth quarter single-handedly. LeBron James having 41 was great in itself. He shot 50% from three. Uh, he shot over 50% from the field. But it took him 30 shots. It only took Kyrie 24 and he had 41 points. I mean, this guy was pulling vintage Kobe stuff in the fourth quarter. And I mean, when you're doing that at such a young age, it really shows your promise going forward. I mean, there's just so many storylines other than Kyrie that, you know, this game that we could have taken away. But it was definitely his show because Kevin Love kind of took a back seat which, I mean, they won, so you really can't say too much about – I don't expect Kyrie to come out and do this again. It would be nice, but, you. I mean, I think it's got to be more of a team effort with Kevin Love getting a lot more involved. But Kyrie really strut, strutted his stuff you know, that last game. Hey, hey on
1: that note, uh, Ross, hold on. We're going to get right back with the Kevin Love talk. Hold on for one minute.
3: Haven't tried Uber yet? Well, we want to give you your first ride for free. That's R F E E free. Get your first ride in an Uber in your city for free by using the code Rodney F one five U E. That's R O D N E Y F one five U E, and get your first ride in an Uber for free.
1: And hey, we're back, baby. Now, right before the break, we were talking a little bit about Kevin Love. Now, I got a real big issue with this Kevin Love deal, man, because, you know, I I know you just mentioned that, you know, he hasn't taken the best feet, but going, playing 33 minutes, going one for five and only two points in a pivotal game five, he has to be better in order for them to win in game six back in Cleveland. Yeah,
2: no doubt. Uh, to me, I've said this all along that Kevin Love is a poor fit for this Cavaliers team because he's a stretch four, but he seems he seems lost whenever he's trying to spot up and shoot. And and to me all along that I think that it's terrible to say, but I think the concussion was a blessing because you saw the Cavaliers expand a lot more that they didn't have to close up space just for uh, Kevin Love. So so I think Kevin Love is just a poor fit for this team in
0: general. I would have to agree with that, too. I don't don't think he's the best fit for this team. But, I mean, even when you're not a good fit for the team, you don't go one for five and have three rebounds. I mean, three rebounds is really what stands out to me, not even the two points. I mean, when you're not contributing on the offensive end, when you're a, a, a rebounding monster like Kevin Love has been in his career, how do you come out of the game with three? I mean, to me, that's unacceptable playing 32 minutes and having three boards um you know it it's it, it, when you're not fitting on either side of the ball you kind of you you kind of put it on the coach too like some point you got to take Kevin Love out and put someone more effective in there i mean if he's not if he's not doing well period i mean i really look for Kevin Love to bounce back in this game i think it'll help his his stock in general he needs it for himself he needs it for his team i mean i i've watched Kevin Love throughout his career and that wasn't that wasn't Kevin Love i don't want to blame it on injuries too i think I think he just had a, a terrible game. He doesn't feel like he's in the offense, but he needs to contribute on some, on some facet for them to come back in this series.
1: Well, I, I tell you what, guys, I think if he struggles tonight early, I, I feel that he uh, will be replaced. And I think Kyle Lou would still just roll with uh, Richard Jefferson because to me, their offense has been clicking uh, clicking when they have Jefferson and Shumford in the rotation if Love is struggling. You know, and I, you know, since the last few games, uh, Ty Lue has been pulling that string, and and it's actually worked, you know, sort of speak, because Jefferson has actually found the found the to me, to be honest with you, at home and on the road.
2: Yeah, I can agree with that. That Richard Jefferson is low key been one of their best players on their team uh, so far in productivity. So uh, I think you hit it on the nail that. That Richard Jefferson should be showcased a lot more in the game, as well as to Ross's point, to Iman Shumpert trying to shut down the, the Splash Brothers.
0: Yeah. I, I like Richard Jefferson. He's definitely finding the fountain of youth with this team. I think it's because Lou has actually given him a chance to get in there. I mean, he's definitely a veteran. He used to be, he used to be a star in this league. So it's a guy that you can definitely trust. Uh, I think he helps the locker room so that the fact that he's actually getting on the court now, he's really showing his veteran presence, taking good shots. I mean, he had three steals and uh, that's, that stands out to me. That's, that's on defense too. I mean, if, if the, if the team's clicking better with Richard Jefferson on the floor, then I would definitely keep him out there and not question it. I mean, even though you're paying Kevin Love whatever money, it doesn't really matter. You need to win this championship regardless of what Kevin Love's getting paid or how well, you know, if he's playing like crap, you got to put Jefferson in there. Got to roll with what's working. And I'll back
2: on – on, I'm sorry. Now go ahead, Mark. Go, go ahead, Willie. Oh, yeah. Um I would like to say that uh, besides LeBron, I would say that Richard Jefferson has the most experience because he has played in finals games before.
1: Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. But well, we're going to switch over to the other side. Now, the the Dubs had a, a horrific injury in Andrew Boga. Going forward, I really personally think they are a lot better. I mean, I, he had had his flashes in the finals. You know, I think it was in game two when he had like four or five blocks. But I really think they're more athletic and better if they're playing as uh, Festus or Anderson Varajal because those guys with the Festus gives you more power and more bulk inside to go up against Tristan Thompson. And Anderson Varajal just actually brings another dimension to the game. He brings his energy. And plus he has a personal vendetta, you know, in this game because he played with Cleveland during the season. And, you know, in the past, I mean, they got rid of him because he had a knee injury and then he just didn't fit their roster anymore. So, I mean, personally, I feel like, you know, the vulgar injury is a blessing in disguise for the Doves tonight.
2: Man, it,
1: I can imagine the scenario that Anderson
2: Veragel is going to start. He's going to get a few points. Uh, this, uh the bulk of the rebounds is going to be a dish best served cold when it comes to, to coming back because either way he'll win a championship. And uh, I do agree on your Festus Azili angle because he's a guy that he's not necessarily a, a scorer per se, but he can do the dirty work inside the paint.
0: Yeah, I would agree too. I'd really I would give the start definitely to to Vergeau based on experience and his veteran presence. I think he brings a lot of energy and defensive aspect to the team, which is really the only thing that they need and what was Bogut was providing for the team. I mean, you don't really call on Bogut on offense. I mean, he he hasn't really been that since he's been on the Warriors. So, I mean, I I, I would go with Vergale and Azili. I would switch them out probably half and half. I wouldn't play Azili too much because of his lack of experience, especially finals experience. I mean, you know Verjao's been here and done that, so he knows how to act, he knows how to play. But I do like the Azili youth. I love the energy that he brings to I mean he's got athleticism, but I wouldn't play him too much. I would definitely like to see a split time between them two.
1: Absolutely. Now I have to go back. I had to go back to the king, okay? You know, with the suspension of off of Draymond. Now, imagine this: if LeBron hadn't showed up in that game, what do you think Ross would be the aftermath if they would have lost that game in Golden State without uh, Draymond Green? I
0: think, I think it would be a lot on Kevin Love. I think um, LeBron James would take some of it, but I feel like Kevin Love would be be definitely forced into the limelight and you know, he would, he would definitely take a bulk of the blame. Uh, I don't know if he would do it willingly, but I think the media would really kind of go after him even, even with a concussion. I mean, you can't play 32 minutes, three boards and two points period. Um, I think, I think they'd have a field day with LeBron. Uh, they would pull stories out of nowhere. They would talk about him being, you know, losing more finals than he's won, even though he's been there enough, uh, this is the, however, on the other side, the flip side. This is the best team that he's had, and you know, last last year he was doing it by himself, and now he has a full, he has a superstar loaded roster. He's got some good role players, and I'm a little, I I'll, I'll, I'll be disappointed, you know. I I really want to see a game seven. I want him, I want him to pull out, but I don't know. We're gonna see. Absolutely,
2: Mark. What's your take on that? Uh, Yeah, I agree with Ross that uh, Backlash would have came down on LeBron so much harder and would have came down on Kevin Love so much harder after the series. And plus, uh, like Ross was saying, two and five in finals, that's not a promising record to put on your legacy. So uh, I'll I'll say that LeBron LeBron and Kevin Love will get the brunt of the Backlash.
1: I totally agree with you guys. I think personally, I think Kyrie uh, Irving actually saved the Cavaliers' season and saved LeBron from another. Uh, at least he, he he gave him one more game to <laughs> to redeem himself because <laughs> I, I just we're rolling in, in the game six tonight now. And what do you think, Mark? The Cavaliers have to do to pull out a win tonight at home.
2: I would say. More Kyrie, Kyrie scoring opportunities. I know earlier in the season, I mean earlier in the series, that Kyrie didn't hit his shots, but it's very important for Kyrie to hit his shots. Not necessarily win them the game like he did Game Five, but just make his shots and also just have the combination, have the starting line of Kyrie, uh, Kyrie. J.R. Smith, Richard Jefferson, LeBron James, and and uh and Timothy Moscow. And I I'll put Kevin Love on the
0: bench. Wow.
1: Bench Kevin Love? Whew. That's
0: I mean I life. I don't know if I would uh agree with the bench and a Kevin Love uh I I think they really have to play to me if if I was the coach there I would preach that we need to to go back to being a team. And, I mean, Kyrie and LeBron had showing out 41-41, but you cannot count on that night in and night out, especially in the finals. They're going to find a recipe to disrupt that, period. So, if I was there, I would give Kevin Love another chance. I would start him, and I would say, look, uh, this is our game plan. You know, you, we got to score with the big three, we, we and then, you know, throw Shumpert in there. I would love to see Shumpert in there except for J.R. Smith for the starting lineup. I mean, I think that would do wonders for them. He's not really offensive guy. if he, he can hit open shots. But I think they really need their big three to step up big as a team and play as a team rather than some hero ball stuff. And I think that's what they need to do to win. I totally agree with
1: you guys. But you know what? Uh, I know these guys have had a few days off. But to duplicate what they did in game five, in game six, I really feel like – I mean – both Kyrie, well Kyrie is, is a young guy. LeBron is is, is a middle-aged guy. You know what I'm saying? I think they can bounce back as far as their legs, but to to duplicate to duplicate the performance that those guys had in Game Five, I think that's going to be a tough task, man. Because I think yeah. personally, Golden State was rubbed the wrong way, and they seen how those guys came out and uh, you know played big on the road. Because you need the superstars on the road. That's what you know those guys live for. And you know, and actually, I think Kyrie cemented, you know, his legacy in Cleveland, you know, so to speak. But to uh, to back on what you guys said, man, I think to me the X factor in this game is going to be, I think Cleveland needs to go big. I, I agree with Mark. I think Timmy and Moscow need to get a little more looks, you know what I'm saying, just to throw a wrinkle in the situation because right now Cleveland, I mean, Golden State knows what Cleveland is going to do and Cleveland knows what Golden State is going to do. It's, uh, it's who can put a wrinkle in the situation first. Um. Uh, uh, you said uh, put a wrinkle in the situation. Yeah. Who do you think will be actually throw something out there that you know, uh, bringing in, uh, uh, giving Dylan and over another you know uh, extra ten minutes of playing time, or even coming in with a Mo Williams. You know what I'm saying? Give me a Mo Williams sighting. Something that can actually come in, you know, and just have Steve Kerr scratching his head, like, and is he going to actually play this guy tonight, or you know? It's something that's out of the ordinary because they need to shake it up. Because I mean, to put all that burden back on Kyrie and LeBron again, it's going to be a tall task tonight for me. Oh,
2: uh, oh yeah, I could take you back in time when LeBron was with Miami because I remember uh, uh, Miller first name not coming to me right away. Mike, Miller. Mike Miller. Yeah, yeah, Mike Miller he uh, all of a sudden came up and nobody expected him to play that well. And he came up with 25 points. And I could see something similar to that in this series, that uh, a guy like Mo Williams, who hasn't really played much at all, uh, can surprisingly come up. Like a guy like James Jones, even though he's a three-point specialist, he can be a guy that can come up. So I, I think it might be a surprise – a
1: catch off guard, touch moment in Game Six. Absolutely, I tell you guys what—we're going to switch over to the other side. We're going to get you guys thoughts on the Golden State uh, side. Just uh, we'll be right back. Hold on.
3: Haven't tried Uber yet? Well, we want to give you your first ride for free. That's R F E E free. Get your first ride in an Uber in your city for free by using the code Rodney F one five U E. That's R-O-D-N-E-Y-F-1-5-U-E, and get your first ride in an Uber for free. Haven't and we're
1: back. And we're back. And we're talking about...
3: Haven't tried Uber yet? Well...
1: Golden State has to do, Ross, to come away with the championship tonight?
0: I think they just need to play how they have been playing. Uh, I think they haven't played Bogut big minutes in this series so far, so I don't think they're going to – they're not going to, like, worry about his loss too much. Um, I would definitely just keep with the Splash brothers. I mean, Harrison Barnes, Iguodala has been huge this whole Whole series, I'd definitely keep him in the mix. Honestly, I wouldn't change much. I mean, their game plan was working up to this point with Draymond Green in the lineup. They're going to have him again. Uh, They got three wins, you know, no problem. Uh, I don't think they need to change anything, to be honest with you.
1: What's your take on it,
2: Mark? Uh, This team has won 73 games for a reason. So, uh, and like Ross said, I'll stick to that same. The same lineup that they've been having, that they've had success having. But Warriors are typically typically start out at a, at a fast pace to win. So I think a big key for them is for them to have a fast-paced reaction right out the gate of the game.
1: Okay. Yeah. I agree with what you guys are seeing. But my thing is this. I think Cleveland is going to come out tonight – with an a vengeance, I mean they're gonna hit Golden State with everything that they have, and I feel like Golden State will will take that uh, take that punch and, and bounce back. And plus, you know, like you guys said, Draymond is back. You know, it back over Mark said it's a seven three win team. They know how to win. They know how to beat this team, and I just really feel like they will get it done tonight again in Cleveland in six games like they did last year, and. um, I just think it's going to be a game for the ages tonight, man. But I just feel like if when Golden State does take that initial surge and uh, Steph and Clay gets on and Draymond is doing his thing, I just do, I wouldn't want to see Cleveland just hang their heads, you know. And if they get down by ten or fifteen, and you know, I, I mean, it can get ugly real quick, you know, with those guys shooting the basketball. Uh,
2: very much true. So yeah, final
1: I mean. Finishes. So, final prediction. I'm coming to you first, Ross. Give me okay. your score in tonight's game, and if so, if Golden State wins, who's your MVP? I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna go with Golden State. Uh, they got their full lineup back, and I'm gonna go 105, 100 for the Golden State Warriors. For the MVP. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Clay Thompson. I think he's gonna step up big tonight, and instead of just being a you know one half guy, he really plays a nice forty eight minutes and really gets it done.
2: Mark, I will go with Cleveland and send it to Game wow. Seven.
1: Wow,
0: Cleveland! As a basketball fan, I want to see that happen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I totally agree with you guys. I, I, yeah, hey, you look, I agree with you, Ross. I don't agree with you guys. I'm agreeing with Ross, Mark. I think it ends tonight in Cleveland, man. I think I agree with you, Ross, on the point that Clay Thompson, well, for MVP, because he has actually saved the Golden State Warriors more so than Steph has. He's had more big moments in this, in, in playoffs as a whole, to me, especially in the last series against uh, OKC, where he saved their season. But I think yeah, night, I'm going along the lines of 110, 106. Golden State squeaks out a close one. I, I still got that game seven. Uh, Cavaliers,
2: 100. Golden State, 96.
1: Wow, wow. Well, I appreciate you guys so much, man, here joining me on the Willie P. Show. I'll see, I'll see you guys on the next one, man. Appreciate it.
2: Okay, All right, bro, take it Willie. easy,
1: And that's the Willie P. Show with my guy Mark and my good friend Ross. As I reemphasize it again, I got the Golden State Warriors going back-to-back, 110-106. Clay Thompson wins the uh, MVP of the NBA Finals. And I just feel like this team of Golden State is destined to be the best team ever in the National Basketball Association. That's my take, and that's been Willie P. on the Willie P. Show.